3: where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash wonderypod or text WONDERYPOD to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WONDERYPOD or text WONDERYPOD to 500-500.
0: Welcome to the North Podcast number 399. There's a lot of exciting things happening
4: in the Nerdist Industries ecosystem? Would you say that, Matthew? No. Why? It's not really an ecosystem. It doesn't really support any life. It does
0: support life. How many people do we employ? It absolutely supports well, life. Oh, I guess in that sense. Yes. Yeah. It supports ecosystem. your life. What do you talking about? It supports my life. It supports Katie and Kyle. <laughs> Welcome to a very special intro of the Nerdist Podcast <laughs> <laughs> with, with Matt and Myra.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> I just
4: thought ecosystem... I don't know. Think of another word. The Nerdist... The Nerdist Biosphere. I'll okay, the Nerdist Biosphere. I'll go with that. With uh, the self-contained thing. With Stephen Baldwin and Pauly Shore? That's a biodome. Oh, okay. I want a full sphere. I've
0: been to the Biosphere in, uh, in Arizona. And it's awesome.
4: Did you have to like uh, scrub up before you went in, kind of thing, not to taint it?
0: No, no, it's already way tainted. Uh, it's full of taints because it's all. It's uh, it's not a working biosphere anymore. It's just like this is what it was like when people tried to live here. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like America will be in a hundred years. Welcome to our introstful. Did you have an abandoned biosphere. What if I did went to an abandoned biosphere? We had to figure out who was pretending to haunt uh, the local hotel. And it was Old Man Carruthers from the, the, the Keeper of the Biosphere. Man it was Scatman Carruthers. Uh, all right, I guess we could just title
4: this intro uh, "Off the Rails." I would like to. Off let the Rails th- is the, my best, my favorite ride at that haunted amusement park.
0: God damn it! Stop being funny. Then people are going to want you in every intro, and I, I can't schedule that. Uh, there are a lot of other amazing podcasts uh, that you should check out within the Nerdist Network. As a matter of fact, Matt Myra is starting James yeah.
4: Bonding. James Bonding with Matt and Matt, Matt Gorley and myself, uh, break down every James Bond movie <laughs> in a row. Uh, first, uh, so is it a lim- a limited run? Well, yeah. I don't know what we're going to do after that. Like, we'll sort of. I like. I kind of like the finite number. Okay. Sort of okay. It's not like we'll get to Nerdist number three ninety nine, right? And go, which oh, is this one? Fuck. Well done. Will this stop? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Good. Okay, good way to promote your new podcast and then shit on your current one. Uh, no, I mean, listen to it. It'll stop. Oh, I know, I know. Uh, but there are a ton of other podcasts that you should listen to as well. Um, Chewing It with Kevin Heffernan and Steve Lemmy from Broken Lizard. Uh, a competitive erotic fan fiction, which I saw a chunk of the other night, which is hilarious. Um, comics come in and then they basically have to go write erotic fan fiction and they come and present it for the crowd. Uh, and then also the mutant season with 11-year-old Gil... Whose dad owns Meltdown and who is a, the one of the sweetest, smartest, most articulate 11-year-olds. You, I'm just going to say people. In general, he's about to have his hundredth episode, so wow. check out the mutant season with. I think he jumped the shark when I was on it. <laughs> did you?
4: Did you? Did you? I did one. Well, yeah, you, we talked about space.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, it was great. I gotta pop in too. Space and James Bond. Uh, so that one, uh, JV Club with Janet Varney, uh, writers panel with uh, with Ben Blacker. So four eyes on. and beard. With four eyes Scott and beard. Scott and Matt Myra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have, you have a lot of podcasts. <laughs> uh, so check those out. Uh, you can go to Nerdist.com and then click on the podcast link and subscribe. We have we have tons. One to suit. To almost all of your needs Also Alton Brown cast Alton Brown That's a, that's a new one That's been doing really well too So uh, thanks to those guys Thanks to all of you For supporting all of our pod- podcasts And thanks to Katie Who produces the shit Out of most of those uh, As we go into this episode Which is Bill Hader Which just recorded A couple days ago Bill is promoting Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2 Which is in theater September 27th Also he's up for an Emmy For Outstanding Supporting Actor In a Comedy Series on SNL We never really hung out With Bill before And, uh, and he was I mean I, You know I say this a lot Maybe people are trying to hear it of it But he was great yeah. We get lucky with a lot of pre great guests. Uh and Bill uh, and if we ever get unlucky, you'll never hear it. <laughs> no, we have to. We have to <laughs> put it out. My time is too precious now. Like I can't I can't spend an hour doing something and be like, I can't put it out now. Uh, besides, I think people if we do have train wrecky ones, people are gonna want to hear those too. Yeah, sure. So I'll do my best to but, make everyone a train wreck. <laughs> this was not well you did a good job with this intro. This uh <laughs> <laughs> here we go <laughs> here we go with the nerd i think you did a
4: really nice job in the intro it was thanks. nice having you i thought the it intro. would be nice for me to say hi to everybody up top Introstful, and also it's a good way for me to learn uh what's going on because i've never listened to a podcast this is where you get your nerdist news from <laughs> thanks also check out nerdist news oh, at yeah. uh nerdist- <laughs> and while you're at it
0: subscribe to the youtube channel <laughs> I'm YouTube. Why YouTube. Why not? seriously nerdist. do it <laughs> send me a billion dollars
4: would you just send me a billion dollars that's really what this is about isn't yeah, it i mean there's a couple hundred thousand of you probably listening to this episode right now. If would each kill of you, you, would, it kill you uh, would it kill you? Would it kill you to just click subscribe on the YouTube page? That's all I'm asking.
0: One person's gonna die doing it, and then they're gonna say, "Yes, matt it did kill that person." Well, I'm sorry if that was your time. <laughs> all right, Matt has a very healthy uh, relationship to death. I do, uh, but we're I'll gonna we pick out a casket later. We're gonna celebrate life with the Nerds Podcast number 399 with Bill Hader.
1: Now entering nerdist.com
2: yeah how are you Just cut are
0: you the it. funniest guy in the room um I don't know Guys do You
2: go work out Guys come work out He
5: doesn't <laughs> He doesn't drink
2: That's true Oh yeah That's always added oh, stuff Oh yeah Yeah And do you Do you like sweets I don't love them Okay so he Yeah like
5: I don't sweets. I don't love them Really? Yeah, I don't what, really like what seeing What about the time you got mad at the uh, lady in the Portland coffee shop? We're that wasn't a sweet. That was a <laughs> That was a ham that was and was a cheese savory. croissant. I came
4: from Los Angeles. That was a saver. <laughs> I did say it that way. <laughs> what did he want? I, I am so mad. I can't remember.
0: It was like a I, I know
4: exactly what he wanted. Wasn't he wanted a, <laughs> don't say it like that. <laughs> he wanted a ham and cheese croissant at it this particular place in Portland. Okay. So. It is
0: one of my favorite food items in the entire country is at this one bakery.
4: Uh-huh. His defense to, I'm sorry, we're all out. No, 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 no. Yeah, excuse me. I'll tell the story. Your Honor. Uh, excuse me. Conjecture. Uh, here we go. Uh, his defense to, I'm sorry we're all out, was to get uh, particularly whiny and then express that he had uh, come up from Los Angeles just for this croissant. I just said
1: that out loud. Oh. We had traveled. <laughs> I, I hadn't slept. I
0: hadn't slept. I'll, t- I'll tell you exactly what I'm it was. I'm so
4: mad they found another one for you.
0: Have you ever... <laughs> it worked. Uh,
4: Odd that they found one. <laughs> yeah. have, you
0: ever, have you ever been in one of those situations where... Uh, you get bummed about something really stupid, but then the person, not that they should, but there's just that moment where they're like, what do you want me to do about it? And then you just feel like, oh, come on, just be
2: a little like, oh, come earlier tomorrow. Or I don't know if
4: there's any way out of this. Place. No, yeah, I think you're going to.
2: going to own up that you were a jerk, yeah. but I get it. Bill Hader's yeah. right. <laughs> As I text.
4: <laughs> yeah. Like I said,
5: completely checked out from the get-go.
0: Oh, I, was, I, was, I was a total jerk that day. I really was a jerk that day. No, but, but you got it. But we hadn't, uh, we hadn't really slept that much, and that was, that was the day that we traveled
5: um, up, to,
0: up to Portland. Yeah, that
5: long trip oh, up to Portland. What is it, almost three hours?
0: <laughs> hey, guys, who else works 15-hour days here? Not the Whoa, two of you. Whoa, burn.
4: Huh? I don't, don't know uh, that. You really you don't, don't know, know what, what I do when yeah. I'm out here. You also, I mean, I work
5: enough. I was I was thinking of all kinds of great Ray Donovan tweets. Yeah. All
4: day.
0: I got up early for it. Are you watching Ray Donovan? He's obsessed with it. No, Ray I haven't, haven't seen Ray Donovan oh, yet. You gotta watch
2: it. Really? He doesn't. Use That's it. a ringing to endorsement. I feel like you, you can. Oh, you've got to watch it. I feel it, like you hate him You can hear or in do his voice. It. It. No, I, uh,
5: I don't know yet. You can hear. I can't stop watching. He's it. not
4: lying, but he doesn't believe himself when he says it.
5: Uh-huh. Yeah, I have no idea. Like I was telling Matt the other day, I was like, I don't know if it's like I like it as a show or a reference point. I yeah, really, right. I can't tell. Yeah. But yeah.
0: but you're so you're you're so passionate about it in a way that makes me feel like. You
5: have to see how awful this is. No, it's not that. <laughs> oh, is cause... it off? Is it bad? Then, no, or... parts of it. Like every once in a while, there's just something that's bad that you laugh at, and uh-huh. it's usually involving like the wife or like some situations. But other than that, like there's all this great acting and great situations. Yeah, it's a really or, good yeah, cast. Yeah, Liam Schreiber is
0: pretty awesome.
5: I mean, yeah, he's no, pretty, he's pretty very great. good. But he's not the best one in the show.
0: Who is the best one in the show? Yeah,
5: the, uh, the 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 guy who plays his brother with Parkinson's. Who's like a British actor that really has the best Boston accent out of all of them? Wow. Yeah.
2: That's how it always is. Yeah. All those British actors. That's like that new uh the show after Breaking Bad now. It's like Low, winter, low sun. winter sun There's all British actors. They're all Brits, yeah. They're all Brits. Really? Yeah. Jesus. The guy from Walking Dead's British. I didn't realise that until I watched the interview everyone, with him. Uh, yeah.
4: everyone on Downtown Abbey is uh are, but what about? No, they're da- about from, down
0: Abbey, they're, all
2: from down, they're all from. All the people in Downton Abbey are, are from Brooklyn.
4: This yeah. is
0: how they're infiltrating us. You know, after the uh, after after the revolution. This is after we overthrew uh, the king. This is how they're slowly coming back See, and infiltrating. Hundreds our of years from now, <laughs> we'll take over their acting troops. Wait a minute, <laughs> Tim Berners Lee invented the internet, <gasps> <gasps> so they could slowly infiltrate our entertainment
5: business. I've got
2: an idea, chaps. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, mm. after all these years, we, we will have Until revenge. then, we
5: wait for the television to be invented.
2: <laughs> this is what we have to do, friend.
0: <laughs> oh, you were oh, waiting boys. for this. As As oh, yeah, sorry. sorry. <laughs> is this the show? As
2: yeah, the yeah, show. Yeah. So, oh, good.
5: Yeah. Um, we're changing the name to Order Orden
2: also, Chipotle. Yeah, orden, chipotle. As they're
4: looking at the last results of the Revolutionary War, where they're deciding we have to surrender and get out of uh, this colony, that's when they're deciding to infiltrate television. <laughs> yeah,
5: they're, they're looking at the results like, in, like in the sports, pa- oh, the war, the war out, section the, of the yeah. newspaper. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Got the
4: yeah, war
1: section.
2: Nice, uh, black, here, nice. take that. Oh, maybe maybe thank you, Chris. The Daily. Oh, yes. here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Twenty
0: forty.
5: Uh, <laughs> Chris, could you just do me a favor and make it rain? <laughs> Matt, Bill, can Orders, no. oh, all right. You, you gave it a thought. I did give I it a thought for a, for a second.
0: No, 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 Bill, um, we got it. We got yeah. it. We're good. Yeah, fine. thank you. Right. We're f- right. you're a guest in our house. Bill. What's
5: that? Uh, what's that weird show that uh, Paul F has been posting about? Uh, Gore Burger? No, no, that's the TJ thing. Gore Burger's a great. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: I don't know Gore Burger. I don't even know what that
5: is. It's uh, it's this weird like monster. It's a web show, where the TJ Miller plays the voice of some crazy huge monster. Oh uh, wow, that It's that like a talk show, Japanese talk show. That's fine. but then it has like great bands on it, like uh, Flaming Lips and the, the yeah. Paul's been posting. I saw him post
0: the Instagram of the Boardwalk Empire. Screenshots.
5: Yeah, but there's some show. It's a, like it's a Danish show that they're showing. I saw a bus ad for. Oh, it. it's
2: not the bridge, is
5: it? No, 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 no. That's not the bridge. It's uh God. Gorburn. I don't know what it is. Doesn't oh, Borgen?
2: It. Borgen! Yeah, yeah. I just I went. I'm just now got into the, because I haven't watched The Killing on AMC. I decided I to watch it. the Danish. Like I went and got like a all region player yeah and then had them send yeah. it to me and but i got that the bridge and borgen nice the bridge it.
5: the original version. yeah yeah for christmas uh Kumel and emily gave dni an all-region player and the uh the bridge and the, the original bridge and the original killing yeah and we the w- killing's good yeah we haven't we watched the bridge and just were obsessed with it yeah
0: but don't you watch the killing as an actor and go how the fuck do they not want to kill
2: themselves after? Because ever, everyone's just is, is the one uh, the one character. I can't are you, they're talking about the. I haven't seen the American, but oh, okay. they are just saying in general. In general,
0: in the American version, it's like, pretty is, rough. Everyone's yeah. just crying all the time. The,
2: the the Danish one is. I mean, kind of par for the course for just you know Norwegian theater. I mean, all the <laughs> you know. Bergman you know. movies and stuff—you just want to blow your brain. <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> you know, every Bergman movie you watch, you're like, yeah. "Oh, they're all—they're all beautiful, and they want to kill oh, themselves." It's,
5: so. it's winter all the
0: time.
2: Yeah, it's oh, winter okay. all the time, and there <laughs> is no god. Even and- the movie
5: Clown. That's, yeah, after watching that clown
2: still you just like that the three-way scene in that yeah kill yourself have you seen clown no it's It's uh it's on
5: netflix it's pretty funny yeah it's really funny it's uh it's i I guess those two guys had a show right yeah and then this is their movie version of it but it's uh you can look up a scene online where it's uh the two of them negotiating a uh, three-way
2: with this really large woman yeah and, and it's, it's a way <laughs> for
5: them to figure out a way just so they can crash there y- for the night yeah time. the
2: <laughs> only way they can sleep there is if they fuck this <laughs> <woman. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: like both of them together and yeah, <laughs> very funny
1: yeah.
2: uh i was watching that and we had just gotten a new uh babysitter and she happened to walk in to our little living room (laughs) right when I was playing and I was like oh hey 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 hold on real quick hi hi I'm Bill (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you're watching my kid do you feel like there's
0: any part of you that goes that, that in your head goes hmm is there any way that she would be able to sue me because she thinks oh, I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm trying to show...
2: yeah. Exactly. Oh, this is yeah. just what we
0: watch around here. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. No, 100%. I, I, after that happened, everything that I watched, no matter... Because it was always at night, and she was there at night. I would always say, hey, just so you know, uh, I'm watching this movie called Kill List. It's supposed to be pretty <laughs> fucked up.
1: <laughs> so
2: if you come in and you see some messed up stuff i i've not i'm watching the movie for the first time this is all, <laughs> you know please don't freak yeah. out i'm
5: watching i'm watching a movie called robber stomper
2: now yeah, when you Robert watch stomper. it
5: it's a little have you seen american Robert history stomper. x okay yeah. when you okay. Yeah. see it
2: like pretty cool right like those guys all have the right idea right okay <laughs> so, uh...
0: no, no i'm just okay. kidding
2: i'm just kidding okay by the look in your face i'm joking now i'm, jo- I'm backtracking now why
1: are you crying
2: <laughs> <laughs> stop crying <laughs> Do you live in Los Angeles now?
0: Yeah, I just moved here. Nice. Welcome back. Thanks, Thanks. Yes. yes.
2: Nice being back. Nice. Yes.
0: Does it, it, when you, uh, when you the, like, the, the couple months or the maybe the week or two after you leave
2: SNL, do you still have that sort of crushing, like, I have a deadline. Oh, oh I'm okay. Oh, yeah. I'm okay. You, I, had, uh, I, I have, uh, still have SNL nightmares at, at, right around this time in August is when you start having your SNL nightmares because <laughs> the show's, like, a month away. And usually it deals with, like, not knowing your are like, not having the cue. Q- cards ready or you're in the costume for the wrong sketch i mean it's all very cliched things but it's true you do have those and then that happened to me last season where what? the melissa mccarthy show she did this sketch where she was a basketball coach and it was very funny and i had the cute card well one they didn't have my cue cards at the top of the sketch which was terrifying <laughs> what do mm. you do i just was like uh, you know, it was like a quick tease before we went to videotape. Oh, okay. So it was like two sentences. And I was like, I just approximated those. And then, and it was fine. And then I got on my, you know, Mark and me and Melissa have a scene together. And she, all of her, her cue cards, which are behind me, were all the rewrites. And all of her cue cards behind her were everything from dress rehearsal. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so <laughs> no. I'm saying things, and she doesn't have a response on her cue cards because those beats were cut. So I asked her a question, not knowing that those beats were cut. And if you watch it, she, there's like a little pause where she's like, "That's not on my cue card." So she—it was just kind of this back and forth, kind of a dance of oh, getting shit. around this giant mess mistake that. I happened.
0: guess if there's anyone that you would want to be
2: in that situation with, it would probably be Oh 100- uh, Alyssa. <laughs> A hundred percent. She's an amazing improviser and just quick on her feet. If it was Michael Phelps or something, it would have been like,
1: <laughs> hey, that's that's
2: all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait that a big minute. paper over there. Bring hey, closer. hey, wait a minute. That's not what we're supposed to say. No. Yeah, that would have been bad.
5: Hold on, I got this. Just takes off his shirt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: The crowd
2: goes crazy, yeah, just, and I'm like, that's the sketch. I just look at the camera, end of sketch. Oh,
0: my God, you guys, maybe they're going to do the taking off the shirt sketch this yeah, week. I'm please.
2: Like, oh, no, that's a- I need another Michael Phelps taking his shirt off this week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, that was just a mistake, was it?
2: It
4: wasn't really, no.
0: As a, as a, as a, I, I would imagine that when people come on the show, when guest hosts come on the show, everyone's pretty because i'm sure people are nervous. So is everyone pretty cool
1: or-
2: Oh, that, yeah. I I would say almost I would say almost 100% of the time people are incredibly this is your house. I am a guest here. How can i you know, i just, you know, they roll with it a little bit, you know, but it's tough. I mean, you know, you might have an idea and you're really excited about it and then you put it up, but, you know, host might have an idea and they and they just see it like it doesn't really play and it's just It's, you know, you can't, and outside of SNL, that idea could be very, very funny. It just needs to work on that show. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah. It's like, it's a thing, I've said this a lot, but Steve Higgins told me, it's like the Venn diagram of what the show finds funny and what you find funny. It's like it needs to, there needs to be some crossover there, you know, for your thing to work. Um, So the people who tend to come in and who really are great are the people who are very open and who get. The show's sensibility. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Well, I, cause I always think that there's probably a, there are basically two audiences that you're playing for on that show. It's like, it's like a theater show, but then. The television part of it makes it sort of weird because you yeah. can't stuff that you could get away with in theater doesn't necessarily work on television and vice versa because you're in close ups totally. but then you still have to play big for the audience, yeah, there.
2: you have to perform instead of act as they say you know what I mean and it's not it's performing big that's why Justin Timberlake, I think is so good at the show because he's like. Mickey Mouse Club trained he just yeah. knows how to hit his mark and yeah. like play out and do his yeah. thing no matter what it is and it play it always works it's like people just were like ah, like they just, he just know you don't have to tell him what to do he just knows how to play it you know
5: and that's a that's a good point to even like his acting in uh, like uh, a movie I saw of him where he do, he is a bit bigger than everybody else yeah. only because of his background and what he's used to yeah also to,
2: acting versus performing thing, yeah which is, it is difficult to uh, it's really difficult to kind of work on but that's the, that was what was so nice about doing those digital shorts of us having so many pre tape pieces at my time there was that you could kind of act a little smaller you know what I mean you could yeah. act instead of perform you know
0: now when you uh w- did did you when you left was it like okay it 's time I just want to kind of move on and do a new you know like pursue some
2: other stuff it was more of like, um it was more a just, I want to go, uh, you know, live in Los Angeles because my wife, uh, who's a director, was constantly coming out here. I was constantly coming out here, and we have two kids, and Gross. we were all on top of each other. <sighs> Uh, uh, yeah, it was pretty gross. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ew.
5: Kids! Boom. Wait, your wife is, uh...
2: Maggie Carey. Yeah, yeah. I remember Maggie. Yeah. And yeah. she,
5: uh, so she's the one that wrote and directed... The To-Do List. That's
2: crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's her movie. Because I
5: remember her, she, like, talking about, like, wanting to write more... Like yeah. right before you guys moved.
2: Yeah, yeah, no. And she did this web series called The Genie Tate Show with Liz Kikowski. Oh, it was the one and, in the van, right? Yeah, the one yeah, in the yeah. van. And so then she and then she made this movie and so um so she's kind of, we're just out here all the time. So we just wanted to have space. And so mm. that really is where it came from, which was oh, it's my last season, my contract's up and then us talking over Christmas and going, Well, what do we want to do? And then once it was decided we were going to move, I went in and uh, talked to Lauren and said, yeah, I'm moving to L.A. And he was like, he just went, like, you his <laughs> face. Like, did he, like, <laughs> do that to his foot? Yeah, yeah. and he went, <laughs> no, but he, he was understanding. He was actually, you know, it was a combination of, uh, I totally understand, you have kids, I totally get that, and it's hard to do the show with two kids. And I think you're making a giant mistake. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah. I totally get it. You're fucking me. <laughs> no. But it was like, you should stick around, but I fully understand. You know what I mean? Like, I would love if you stick around, but I totally get it.
5: How much longer would you have had to stick around? Would you have had to re-up a concert? Yeah,
2: yeah. Probably. I don't know how that works. If it's, yeah. like, then another, just another season. I, I don't know how that works. I like
4: that you moved to L.A. for space. <laughs> yeah, no. the only place you can come from where L.A. Oh, is
0: spacious. Yeah. Well, it's no, also... No, it's true, though. It's... When you're a young performer, though, and you kind of think, oh, my God, if I could just get on SNL or if I could just get one job, then everything would be set. And then you flash forward when you start to get older, and especially if you have kids, or, like, you really do start taking into consideration, like... But how do I want to live? Like, yeah. how do I actually want to enjoy my life? And then it, you go, wow, I can't believe, you know, it's, I guess it's, I guess it's a sign of maturity that you can make those kinds of decisions and go, ah, the career stuff will be fine.
2: No, it, it is true. I mean, you worry about the career stuff, obviously, you know, all the time, but it is, it is kind of like, um, you know, it's really hard on doing that show is incredibly taxing. And then to do anything outside of the show, which I always try to do is incredibly taxing, taxing on top of that. And then you have a family and you have all you know what I mean? How, and so
5: how did that like work when you're just swamped at work and then
2: you have you come home and then you also like you have to be just a dad
5: mentally available? Yeah, your it's family? hard.
2: It is hard. Yeah. Um, You know, I mean, during show weeks, I might as well have just been out of town. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because, I mean, during the season, it's this thing happens where during the season, I'm kind of just, I'm I'm never 100% there. And that's what, you know, in the summer around this time, I start to just become more, it takes like another month and a half to kind of come down from it. And then you have a month and a half where you feel... Available and then it all starts to ramp up again, you know, for nine months.
5: How did that like how well, how was the strain on the relationship with Maggie? Like, did that like, were there times where just like, hey, you need to just kind of be here when
1: you're here?
2: Yeah, no, Maggie is actually incredibly, uh, uh, well, a understanding and b, she's very, you know, uh, kind of, I was gonna, you know, independent or you know what I mean? Like, she's just very much, she's very. She gets it, you know, and that's what's great about being uh married to someone who is also in this industry is she's yeah. like, "No, I get it you know when she was making her movie, you know she's like, "I'm not that available you know yeah, but um it was stuff like during show weeks every Thursday night was we would go on a date, do you know what I mean, yeah. even if it wasn't going out, it would be like, like watching a, a movie or yeah, let's dinner. watch a movie or have dinner or okay, let's catch up on Walking Dead or whatever it is, yeah, yeah. you know, and just kind of be, you know, you yeah, know, a couple. <laughs> yeah. You got to do that. Yeah, you you got to find do it. that time. You got to yeah. force it in. Yeah, totally.
0: Well, it's important because, <clears throat> you know, you, you, you sort of take for granted that uh, – a, a new relationship like a year a year under relationship everything's very effortless cuz i was like oh we're just oh just being around each other all the time and then yeah. you 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 start to get a little comfortable and then you you know it's like okay well i got to focus on work and i got to focus on, and then and then sometimes you're like why isn't this as easy as yeah. it was and we're like no because it's like anything else you have to nurture it you can't just like pot a flower and go that's good forever like no no it's you gotta take care of it i think you can Uh, Good luck. (laughs) depending on the
2: flower good luck with it depending on the flower yeah i mean you do have to like and i will say my first season on the show i was so completely flipped out and because i thought they made they were going to figure out that they made a huge mistake (laughs) and i was going like i i got this way too early and i don't know i'm out of my league here and i don't know what's going on that i was you know a little bit M- more manic and um, when I was at home I was like hey you know what I mean yeah. I was just kind of <laughs> freaking out just go to my room go to a room and yeah. close the door and be like hi uh, yeah. I gotta go you know yeah. and, then and just sit and think uh, yeah and just sit there and kind of stew but even then she you know Maggie was Super understanding with every show, and you know, was like, you know, how are you feeling? Is everything all right? But as she's also a
5: creative type, too, and she goes through the same kind of yeah, she fully understood it. Were you there? Like, is it kind of like that's what I realized with my wife, where it's, um, it's like you know, she when she's working on stuff or projects, it's like you know, she has those same creative person breakdowns. And like, totally. it's like, you, know, you And then you have to be like, oh, it's going to be okay, you're great, yeah. but then, then you can just almost instantly go, but I'm feeling real bad about myself. Oh, and then yeah. have to turn around. It's so bad no. when, when
0: you both have the same kinds of insecurities and they activate each other. No, yeah, yeah. you can't
2: have that. I mean, the thing I'm learning too is, and this kind of just goes in general, is when, you're, when someone's giving you notes on something or you give someone notes, it's always best to just say what you feel isn't working, not to say how you'd fix it. Yes. You know what I mean? When you say, here's what's not working or here, you know, you're usually right. But when you say, and and then I would do this to fix it, you're almost, you're always wrong. Do you know (laughs) what I mean? (laughs) And that that turns into uh, tension where I was like, why don't you just do this? You know, you know, we're all, you know, be freaking out because there was a long time where I was very self-conscious that I couldn't get a character on the show I had a hard time I did impressions but I could never get a character on the Uh. show and Maggie would say why don't you just you know do you know the shows that you watch and like why don't you do someone on one of those shows right like so-and-so and I'd be like what?
1: Why would I that person? You know? <laughs> and,
2: and so the first part was
1: great uh, Great, yeah. yeah. And then
2: vice versa where yeah, I would yeah. say you know I think the movie uh this part doesn't you know work or whatever Um why don't you not have Aubrey Plaza say this or whatever and she yeah. would just you know could you just get out? Please? Yeah. You know. What well, happened
5: just- recently with Dee and I where she's working on that short at Nickelodeon and yeah.
2: like, uh, like they gave her some notes
5: I was like I totally know what they're saying. This is what you should do, and like, I like everything. And she took it back in, and she's like, "I was like, what they say?" And she's like, "She's like, oh, they they said the, those notes were completely wrong. Yeah, and sh- I should put it back to the way I had it." And I go, "Oh well, I'm sorry. I almost fucking blew that for you." Yeah,
2: no, because <laughs> you don't know where everyone's coming from. It's that thing of like, they're not wrong. No one's wrong. It's just everyone's has a different, just sees it differently. Yeah, you know. And it's just trying to get everybody to see the same thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it wasn't until excuse me, that I saw Maggie's movie, that I went, oh, that was the tone of it. I was going this other place, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you kind of go, oh, I see. Yeah, you're right, 100%. You know, not the acting. I understood the acting and the general tone, but once I saw it all cut together with music and everything, I went, oh, okay, my bad. Well, there's yeah. a
0: real danger in, it, I mean, I think particularly something like SNL can really train you to be super nimble. But I feel like it probably, and I feel like we probably all have a very similar issue. Is you're constantly in putting out fire mode. Yeah, and so, but not every interpersonal relationship calls for putting out fire mode all yeah. the time. Yeah. And so, it, mm. <laughs> no man. <Matt. So, laughs> Watch that flower. So it really, uh, it it can really sort of work against you in that way. Where you're like, no, 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 just uh, fix this thing. You're like, no, I don't. I, you don't have to do. Yeah, you don't have yeah, to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You could just listen. Yeah. And then that just, w- that would be enough. That's it. Just listen.
2: Yeah, just listen to what's going on and and I always and I did this constantly where I would say, "Oh, maybe this is what's wrong with it." And I go, "Oh, no, that's it's kind of my my response, you know, the last question or last time we talked, last question." Blah, 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 blah. last question was uh um you know, you're just saying, well, this is what I would do. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, Kenan, I would just do this.
1: <laughs> you know, and he's going,
2: oh, I, you can't sing or dance or do, you know what uh, I mean? Uh, I can sing and dance, so I'm going to go do this. And right. you're like, you're right. You know, um, but to what you're saying, that happens at SNL constantly where you just can hone something down and hone it down. And I remember uh, the last Stefan sketch we did, it was at a wedding to um, at Anderson Cooper thing and i was sitting we were sitting there talking about it and then somebody said well do you want little Chirons that says because it was him in the wedding and he's everybody that Stefan had mentioned was in the wedding mm-hmm. and it was like well we, and then this and then and then you know we should have little chirons or something kind of saying like jewish vampire but you know so because people aren't going to know who they are and you know we want to make sure that you know it's people kind of you know you get Exhausted, and you get freaked out. And I remember Seth Meyers going, "No, no, don't solve the crossword puzzle for people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. just let it be." And you know, and and uh, you just need that. Like Seth is really good at giving those notes, and he's very quick at saying, "Here's why I don't think that works for this show." Blah blah blah. blah. But you know, you're on the right direction. You're in the right direction. You know what I mean? Um, uh, or I think eh, it's kind of low energy, um, or it's kind of like something someone else did. You know, and that's yeah. all you have to say, and you go right, okay, thanks. You right. know, yeah. he was very good at that. There was never sitting you down, saying, "Here's why I feel like this doesn't work." <laughs> you know, that never. Well, well that especially was, in that in that in
0: that situation, all, all you have to do is just solve the thing as fast as possible. Like you don't have to really. It almost feels it almost feel kind of shitty if people got really heavy and emotional, but no, 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 we're just in it. This just has to be yeah, streamlined. You
2: can't. You just don't have the time for it. You know, it's the same thing at South Park, too. You know, those guys just they don't have the time to go. Well, you know, it's just like, you know, it's very just it's very friendly. You know, that's the other thing I realized, too, is that if you're a new writer and you're going to writer's room, the worst thing you could do, even if you feel this way, is is like finding this balance. You can't say if you don't like something, you shouldn't go. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) Some people do that. Because they're just n- nervous and they want to keep the energy in the room, like, oh, that's funny, you know. But at the same time, it's the opposite. It's true, like you just go, nah, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. It just kills the vibe in the room. Um, I there's one writer on the show, I won't say who it is, but you would say, uh, I was thinking about maybe an idea where, um, you know, we would do the, you know, uh, I remember one time, I, what was the freaking idea? I had a bad idea for Taylor Swift where I was, like, something where she's, like, a government agent <laughs> or something because just her attitude, like, no one can get mad at her. And, like, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm like, this is lame. This is lame. But it's, like, you know, it's, like, she's, a like, some sort of weapon that they use. Uh, you know, and I'm trying to explain it to the, this writer. And he's, like, right, right. He goes, I love that. I love that. What if she... Um, is the Tooth Fairy, and, and you're like, okay, so you so, don't like you don't that. like you don't like yeah, it. Just yeah. say so you don't like it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so it's the
2: opposite. So it's the opposite. So you don't like it. You want to do your idea, the, ter- the Tooth Fairy idea. You know what I mean? So um, it is uh, it is hard. Well, I guess also because there's there's that thing with a lot of,
0: with with most comics where they just don't want they just want people to like them. You know, like yeah. where they don't they don't want to they don't want to I mean, I, I guess I'm probably one of those people where you just don't want to hurt anyone's just want everyone to feel OK and supported. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And also it's nerve wracking when you're working with people. I'm sure the writer's standpoint is like I'm, you know, on SNL at least, like I'm working for this you know, performer and I want to make them, you know, want to work with me. And then, as a performer, I'm looking at the writer going, I want you to write for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's this awkward conversation. Of like, or, oh, no, maybe, oh, I don't know, you know. <laughs> it's a two it's
0: people too polite to go through the door. And you're about yeah, to say, yeah, go,
2: no, 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 you, no, go, no, you no, go, you no, no, go. No, no. I, no." no. I, no, no. Well, that's funny. Yeah, no. yeah, 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 no, yeah, yeah. maybe, yeah. Uh, yeah, huh, you know. Shit, we didn't write anything. Yeah, yeah we didn't Fuck. do anything because it stunk. <laughs> I'm that way just in general. If I meet somebody who I really like, I will, uh, or, or I'm in awe of and I want them to like me, I find myself saying things that I've never said before in my life, <laughs> like a word. <laughs> like the first time I met Bill Murray, uh, Jim Downey, who's the writer on the show, called me. He's like, Bill Murray, he's like, come down to this you know, bar. I'm watching a baseball game. And I went down there and it was Bill Murray and him in this back room. Jesus. And it was just the three of us. And I'm sitting there going like, oh my God. <laughs> you know, and um, help me out, guys. Who's the actor from uh Cool Hand Luke who says, uh, you know, uh, what we got here is failure to communicate? Uh, and uh, it's not, oh, it's Str- did- Struther, Struther, Martin, yeah. So he was a huge fan of Strether Martin, and and Bill Murray was talking about it. He goes, Oh, I got I convinced Lauren to have Struther Martin host SNL, <laughs> and he's telling me this cool story. And I go, oh, and and did he have
0: chops? (laughs) (laughs) You mean acting like comedy chops?
2: Yeah. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, he had chops. And And then we left, and Maggie was with me, and Maggie goes did he have chops?
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, well,
2: I wanted Bill Murray to like me so much. I don't know. It seemed like a word he would use. Like, did he have chops? I don't know. Yeah. He's like, did he have chops? Well, I think, <laughs> I think when you're in, the, when you're in
0: that situation, particularly, and you're faced with someone like that, and you're trying to impress basically, your brain is scanning everything you've ever experienced in your entire life and just trying to, it's like, just trying to make a match until yeah. you focus on one thing. Yeah. But it, there's, you don't really have that much control over where it's gonna focus, so it's just like,
2: Chops, chops. And, yeah. and that, and you that, go. That, uh, yeah. did he have chops?
0: Well, Lisa at least it didn't. At least didn't make him go. What yeah. are you
2: talking about? No, he went. No, no, yeah, 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 he did. Yeah. He went like that. Chops, yeah, it's funny. Chops. Yeah, yeah. He was like, yeah, yes, he did have chops. Well, I think Bill Murray <laughs> admired my chops for using the chops yes. reference Maybe very well. Um, but it was clearly the way I even the word came out of my mouth. I've never, I've never used it in a sentence before. <laughs> <laughs> it, but did he have chops? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I, it would almost be fun to, to to strap a GoPro camera to Bill Murray and just send him around and watch people react to him.
2: Yeah, Because a guy like that has, like, that just happens to him all the time, yeah. where people are just like, ah, <laughs> At the Comedy Awards, I don't think he will mind me saying this, at the Comedy Awards, uh, okay, so like, Trey, Parker, and Matt Stone, like, don't get, you know, starstruck by anybody, really. They're kind of like, oh, wow, there's so-and-so, you know what I mean? <laughs> No, we made Um, fun of that guy. We made fun of that guy. 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 When Trey at the comedy, the first comedy, Comedy Central Comedy Awards, uh, when Trey met Bill Murray, he started crying. Tray, wow. he just immediately he just started crying. He's like, "You're like the reason I'm doing what I'm doing. Like, I can't believe I meet. Can I get a picture with you?" And his his wife took a picture with him, and Trey was just like, "The picture's hilarious. Trey looks like a 15 year old." And Bill Murray's like, "Yeah, yeah, I like uh, the show, man. It's great." He's like, "You seen the show? Oh wow, cool." He's, he "We have a show on Broadway right now called Book of Mormon." He's like, "Yeah, no, I heard it was good. I heard it was good, you know." And he was oh, like, shit. "Yeah, you, sh- you should see it, you know." And I, would, I was like, "Whoa!" And then when Matt met him, because Bill Murray. No, because he had been to SNL a couple of times. So I went over and felt very comfortable going over and going, Hey, man, how are you? He goes, Hey, yeah, we're doing, I'm doing this thing and yeah, it should be fun. And I'm talking to him. and, And Matt Stone was like, all right because I, I presented them an award so he came over to me he's like hey man and he's you know you're ready to get out of here or whatever and he sees Bill Murray and he goes holy fuck <laughs> <He's> like, holy <laughs> shit he goes I'm so fucking glad I came here tonight uh-huh. for this can I shake your hand dude oh, shit. holy <laughs> shit like was the most starstruck I had ever seen that ever he was just like holy fuck uh-huh. you're Bill Murray <laughs> <laughs> Bill busting ass Murray yeah. <laughs> it was like he just freaked out and I was oh, like yeah shit. he does that to people and I get um, here's the the funny my last funny kind of funny Bill Murray story was he did a bit um, when we did these Thursday night specials and he did a bit in it and when he we were rehearsing and the whole cast was in it and everyone was kind of whether you knew it or not, everyone was kind of on because there's like Bill Murray's up there and, and he's like the coolest. He's like a jazz musician or something, just kinda of sitting there real chill and everyone's kinda of like <laughs> looking up at him, you know, and doing like bits very loudly oh, to each no. other. And oh no. Everyone's kinda of like, oh, Okay, and then kinda of like, chill, chill, I don't give you know, it's Bill Bill Murray, you know. And uh so then at the after party I got to he started talking to me and we were having a great conversation and we started talking about baseball and basketball and you know, things like that. And I very infrequently will get a migraine headache where you can't see anything, (laughs) where you get, like, aura. And as I'm talking to him, for the first time since, you know, like, in two years, I, like, that is when God decided to give me a
1: migraine.
2: (laughs) Where he was like, Bill, come sit with me. Let's talk. And I was like, cool. I got to go because I can't see anything. And I was like... And I was in a cab like, why is this happening? That should be a
5: commercial for a migraine medicine. Yeah. If you meet Bill Murray. <laughs>
2: yeah, the guy like, oh, are, are you Bill Murray? And he's like, sit down with me and let me tell you all my secrets. Oh, no.
0: Oh, I can't see anything. Yeah. <laughs> Your face is a round
2: circle not not Yeah. I don't know what I'm looking at anymore.
0: Because you never know when yeah. you're going to meet Bill Murray. If you meet Bill Murray. This might cause bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> side, may, side effects may include self-flagellation. Self-flagellation. In a
2: cab on the way home. Yeah, saying you liked him in Doctor Detroit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> was Bill in Doctor Detroit? No, no, it's yeah. like Dan yeah, up. It up. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I not know the if the he did. Ratings. I not know if he did a cameo in the. He was in Doctor Detroit. <laughs> Someone just—I uh, think it was on uh, maybe Huffington Post or whatever. But it was there was like 19 pictures that will make you feel like you're in the '80s, and they're fucking awesome. Just like. Candid pictures like, oh, the wedding photo of Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson, and then just fucking Bill Murray and Dan Alcroy hanging out in 1985, like just having a beer. Yeah. And it just, it's, and it's, it's Venkman era Bill Murray and Stance era, you know, and yeah. it just, it just feels like, God damn it. I don't know if I'll, it, like, did they? Did they have any sense
5: at the time of what they were a part of? Yeah. Well at that time, they were two of the biggest comedy stars
2: in the world. In the world, yeah.
5: yeah. At that moment, but, in, I mean, 85. Dan
4: Aykroyd got nothing but trouble made. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's
5: true. There's moments.
2: <laughs> nothing but trouble does have moments. Yeah. It is interesting. I just watched that movie recently.
5: It's a really like, crazy like, it's high so concept. Bonkers.
2: Yeah.
4: It's, it's so it's weird. Just, but I got to tell weird.
0: you though, with Ghostbusters, if you watch the deleted scenes. It feels like, and I honestly, I have no. I'm basing this on nothing more than just a feeling, which would make it a uh, true podcast. More than a feeling? Which would make it, uh, you know, adequate for the internet. Um, That uh, the deleted scenes, Ivan Reitman cut a lot of the. The SNLE kind of stuff out of them, where they were doing, like, there's this one scene where the it's Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd doing these homeless guys walking through Central uh-huh. Park. And they're just like, they're, their characters are up to 11. Yeah, yeah. And he just, like, it just, like, he just lifted all that stuff yeah. out. And, and it was almost like he sort of,
2: they ha- had to fight against a little bit of the sort of Second City stuff. Yeah. I kind of ground it in something yeah. where you're like, no, you're this. That What always happens to those things, and I've been a part of movies like that where. When you're shooting it, you're trying a lot of stuff. And then you could tell in the editing, they went, okay, no, wait. Okay, Dan Aykroyd's the nerd guy. Just right. keep him that because that seem, kind of seems inconsistent. But, you know what I mean? yeah, yeah. And it makes sense because they kind of do that in the second one when they're the um, the sewage oh. guys. Oh, yeah,
3: yeah. Right. Oh, you want You want to come, oh, with you wanna come with me? You want to come with me? You want to
2: yeah. go? You got to go down the top. Of- yeah, like, yeah, and they're yeah, talking yeah. like yeah. that, and you're like, oh, they can do voices and yeah, stuff, yeah, you know? Yeah. So... That maybe makes sense. No, right? you're parapsychologists. You don't do voices. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. But isn't just
5: well, like it? at the end of a uh, you know trading places where just everything goes off the rails and Dan Aykroyd is all of a sudden can do characters and stuff like yeah. that to get you know? Yeah, he plays
2: the Jamaican. Like, hey, hey
0: man!
5: Yeah, but yeah. like, hey. you grew up in uh, Ivy League school. Yeah, yeah. And it? yeah. But uh, it's uh,
0: it, it is interesting that you can be on a set and you do something and and it's it just crushes when you're shooting and everyone's like, "Oh my god. Well, this is going to be the biggest yeah. moment of this thing." And then you see it and you're like, "Oh, that didn't
2: No, it didn't work at all. Didn't work at and all. the thing that you don't think is fun, the thing that's kind of like, "Well, let's see how that goes." Sometimes it is. Um uh, the thing that people are laughing the hardest at while you're shooting something is the thing that people love you know it just depends yeah it's just like a stand-up bit that you get
4: the idea for and you think is the funniest fucking thing in the world and then you go do it and it's like oh
2: no one liked it Guess it wasn't that funny but i also the hardest the hardest biggest laugh i got on the set of super bad was when uh mclovin runs away and i said mclovin
1: why (laughs) like that
2: (laughs) and that like in the movie it doesn't really you know what i mean like i was like oh uh, like the whole i was like man i can't wait for people to see when i say mclovin why because that made the crew really laugh And then it played and people were like, hmm, what's going to happen with McLovin? You know? <laughs> I mean, if
0: you, really, if you really wanted to get boring about it and understand the science of, like, comedy dynamics, it's like, oh, the proximity of you to them to the crew to being in the situation in yeah. this organic yeah. moment versus you are basically under a microscope. yeah. And it's not in the same context. It, no, no and like...
2: everything you've seen before it, and where it's going, and where, and that—that's the thing that it does matter. Because I remember when I tried to start writing a com, you know, a movie, a, uh, uh, you know, a comedy. That, you know, you always want to just get in all the bits and stuff. But it—it it really is when it works the best is when you're not laughing that much and you're just trying to figure out the emotional through line of the movie because that's kind of what people. That's why I think Imon- you know Monty Python is like my. I mean that's the thing I grew up on loving, and as I got older, I was like, oh no, Life of Brian's like their best movie. You know what yeah. I mean? People might not not find it the funniest, but it's by far their best movie. It's my it's uh, it's like
5: the one I go back to the most. Yeah. is Life of Brian yeah.
2: because it has such a strong story. Mm. You know what I mean? And that's the thing. Like th- that's like a bit that everyone laughs at. But then if you just plug that, it, you know doesn't really romano Seo
0: Dominum, like it was the latin the latin lesson on yeah, the side so of the fight. fucking i mean but
2: it's a, but i guess it's also yeah it has sketches in it though i mean that that has mm-hmm. that movie has like tons of like well, two person sketch sketches sketch. it just yeah. yeah but it has this kind of uh ticking clock to it which yeah. i think is so great of you know him being crucified and is he gonna get out and like the satire of it so strong um, but it all, it is just a bunch of sketches, yeah. but well put it masked.
0: I'm, I, I feel like you can't, you're in, maybe as a comedy person, your instinct is to like, is you start with the scoop of the jokes first and you're like, and then, this, then we'll figure out the story part or anything. And you're like, no, no, that's, that's so, that's like flash paper.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You kind of, what i well, I guess what I've learned working at South Park is, you know, if you, the inspiration you get, you kind of try to hold on to that. Like, what is the thing that made us laugh? You know, it could have been three months ago, but that thing made us laugh, you know. Um, and we're doing the, I, one of the first ones I worked on was the Kanye West gay fish have, have mm-hmm. one. where he was I, have fish.
5: The, I have a seven inch of that song.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so the gay fish thing was like, no, that made us laugh. And then three months later, you know, at a retreat, we came up with this gay fish thing. And then you, you kind of go, ah, maybe it's not as fun. No, 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 no. So you try to retain that inspiration. Um, and Trey's really good at that. But then it's like when you're trying to figure out the story, you want it to be just I don't know, resonant some way. You know what I mean? And then because you you can always be funny. You just want to be um, confident that w- we can always make this funny. You know what I mean? But let's make sure the story makes sense. You know, and that's what that's why comedies are just way harder. Well,
0: it's interesting that you because uh, we never really met before today I mean maybe just well, like I, briefly didn't you moderate the Paul oh I Hall did H I thing? did the Paul panel yes I yes the Paul, that but was I right couldn't before, hear you at all I know <laughs> and, and every panel that I've moderated at Hall H since then I've always used that as an example of like you have to aim a speaker at the panel because yeah. no one can hear anything yeah you
2: can't hear a thing it was so bizarre we were like what's because the the, the the audio just disappears into the back of the yeah. room yeah because yeah, it's, it's not, so, I just it's, did it again uh, Hall H and I said that I was like you know you can't hear each other up there it's really weird and yeah, no, <laughs> it's not important.
5: Um, we can't afford more speakers. <laughs> it's yeah. not. No, it's just not... get
0: like a twenty dollars speaker from you. Just go to the. Yeah, you're you yeah, well, to give me twenty five dollars. sure, I would be happy to give you. 25 it's built. It's
4: built for the least uh, sound. It's yeah. It's just a giant room that is designed to have a banquet hall. It's, yeah. it's basically
0: it's just it's just like a driving range. Just like, whew, yeah. and the yeah. ball just yeah, it disappears. But um
4: uh yes
0: but but you and so. To me, my experience with you is you're like a pretty laid back guy. Yet you have, and maybe you're not, but I just don't know you that well. But you essentially had two concurrent jobs that were probably two of the highest pressure jobs, <laughs> and on opposite coasts. Yeah. That you had to like, oh, you got uh, you know five days for this show and six days for this yeah. show, and you just got to fucking.
2: They're both six days. Oh no, I guess it is five days. No, six with both. But yeah, it's hard. It's. Um, I mean, South Park, I don't do a lot of heavy lifting. It's really those guys. You're just helping them out with their idea. The pressure is really on them, you know. I'm just like, I, I come in at 10, and then it's really amazing. You'll come in at 10 a.m., and then they'll go, okay, so, you know, we have these three scenes in Act 1, these two scenes in Act 2, and we know we want to end with this scene. So how do we get from this scene to this scene? Let's talk about that. And then you'll kind of come up with, you know, Three or four different scenes that kind of move the plot along, and then what what tends to happen is, then you leave at one a.m., or one p.m. You leave, and the next day you come in at ten a.m. and everything you talked about is fully animated. It's all done. Jesus Christ! They do it that they can. They turn around stuff incredibly yeah. fast. There, the hard work is mainly
5: for the animators.
2: Yeah, the Just hard work is done. like. Guys, uh, good luck. You those know poor, <laughs> those yeah. poor guys sleeping on the floor. Oh, wait. But they
5: and those, like really the really guy just gonna... wait. They have to wait. Yeah, They're just waiting around. The, yeah. That documentary is the one of the most stressful documentaries I've ever seen.
2: Oh yeah, but it is just them. Those are that's. I mean, I've never. I think I've been a part of. Yeah, maybe one, where they kind of threw out. I don't know. Maybe it was Sunday. Maybe because the show airs Wednesday. Maybe. I've heard stories where they've thrown out shows as late as, like, Monday where they go, you know what? This isn't working. Scrap all this. We're starting over. You know what I mean? Jesus Christ. And they just, like, go. for. But I think that's a testament to them wanting the work to be good. I think a lot of times when someone is – when they've done something for that long, what tends to happen – and it makes total sense. Is you become incredibly wealthy, you can really felt, and you can now enjoy yourself, and so you become more of like a manager. And you go, "You guys do this." I know I used to be on the yeah. floor, but yeah. you know, directing things. But you guys do this. I'm gonna go and enjoy myself because I've killed myself for the last ten years <laughs> to well, get to this place. But they, they aren't don't. like that. They are so everything is about the show and the comedy and keeping it. Um, you know, and 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 it's the same thing at. SNL like Lauren's still you know really involved and and he's on the floor with you and saying I don't think this works that way I'm like I've been doing this for like 40 years you know
4: I couldn't be at a Yankees game with Billy Joel but I'm here
2: yeah (laughs) well I guess I guess it maybe
0: some of it has to do with you know what is it that you what is it that you want and if that thing is like Well, I just want to get comfortable, and so I'll work really hard for, like, 10 or 15 years, and then I'll be comfortable, and then everything will be fine. But if it really is about the craft, then I guess that never goes away. But I think that's why so many comedy people just sort of... Well, South Park amazes me every time. It's unbelievable the
2: quality has never
0: waned. If anything's gotten better. Yeah,
2: and that is them just trying to learn. I mean, it really is. They just learn from it, and they go, you know, oh, no, we've made that. You hear that a lot. No, we've done that before. We made that mistake once, you know. No, 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 I, I... You know, I don't think that's good. And then, once you get an idea and you go, "No, this really works. This is like a funny thing," watching them go, "Yeah, but it's. I think you'll see it come. You know, it is good and it works. But as I'm watching it, you can kind of see it coming. So, Mm -hmm. let's. How do we subvert it in a way where you don't see it coming? And they bang their head against the wall every week to make it work. And that's why. Pull it's it good. And well, every time there's a Randy Marsh episode, I get really. I, I also
0: think some of it has to do with the fact that it's a small team. Yeah. And there's there's just not enough time to overthink things and totally. overnote things. It's just like, this was really funny right away. Let's just fucking do it. This and is making us get laugh. It done.
2: Yeah. Like the done. Yeah. That, that writer's room, to me, has always been like, how do we... How do we get back to that place you were in high school? Like, the funniest I've ever been in my life was in high school in the lunchroom with my friends. That's, like, the hardest I've ever laughed in my life. I will never be that funny again. (laughs) Like, you just laughing, and there was no pressure. There was no, like, uh, you know, overthinking it or whatever. Uh, It was just totally unfiltered, and you relaxed, and it was a lot of fun. And I feel like the writer's room there is them trying to, you know, kind of harness that, you know? And so it's a lot of... It's really... It's, it's a, it's a lot of fun. And I always, every day there I leave going, oh, I learned that, you know what I mean? I'll come back going, oh, so, oh, I thought we were going to go this way, but I see now why you guys went that way. And it it does work better that way, you know? Um, But they never act like they know what they're doing, which is, (laughs) I think they're so great. They're, you know, it's that, uh, what do you call it? Uh, I'm, yes, I'm going to compare Trey and Matt to Akira Kurosawa real quick. Um, <laughs> real quick. You know,
0: what? They, I mean, you know I, I'm
2: going to. Uh, when he got his Oscar, his honorary Oscar and he was like, you know, the greatest filmmaker of all time. Right. And he got his Oscar in 1990 and he was like 80 years old. And he, his basically his acceptance speech was like, I'm still trying to figure this shit out. Wow. And it was very genuine. Like, I thank you for giving me this. I still don't know how these things work. But I'm going to figure it out you know wow. what i mean and like i'm going to try to keep figuring it out you know yeah, i
5: never saw that
2: it's great it's all um and i don't know i just think that's you got to have the attitude of like a student and those dude, dudes yeah. totally and like pixar guys too like i, I was up at pixar Hall last week and they're the same thing those guys are just like total just students they never like i'm working with pete doctor on his new movie um, inside Out, and like I'm like you did Up and Monsters Inc. You should be like Done. smoking a cigar, yeah. No, he's just like
4: oh, I don't know, man. I
2: you know they they have all the same insecurities you, that uh, everybody has. You like.
0: have to stay you you with, with I think with particularly comedy if you want it to last you always have to not to take a line from I Have the Tiger, but you always have to stay hungry. Like yeah. you always and 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 and. and Part of it is with being complacent, and being comfortable is like you're not hungry anymore, yeah you're not, not not that you shouldn't you mean know, like you it doesn't matter if you make a ton of money or if you make a ton of money, great, but you still have to find something
2: that keeps you really hungry, yeah, yeah. I remember uh like reading Bob Odenkirk saying like if I wasn't getting paid this, even if I still lived in Illinois, I would be doing this stuff in my my house yeah. you know what i mean yeah. like you just do it because you just can't help it you just want to do that yeah.
0: another breaking bad person brian cranson said the same thing on the podcast he was really? like yeah yeah because That's i was right kind of yeah. poking around trying to play the card of like i mean as performers we're all sort of insecure and he was like I, no what do you mean like he yeah. just he was like i would be doing this if i had five roommates in a shitty apartment yeah. in yeah. brooklyn
2: as long, yeah. as, I could keep as long as i could keep as yeah. And then you're like, oh,
1: okay, yeah. Oh, no, that's it's true, though. It's like,
2: oh, you should go up there and do that. I mean, that's like, you know, and you never know how it's going to go. And when it goes bad, you go, oh, that went bad. I wonder how I learned from that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, don't do that again. You know what I mean? You, or well, you go
5: Yeah, I remember, um, I think it was like your first first or second year at SNL, and you and Nick, Jess Novick, were writing like a horror comedy. Mm-hmm. And I remember talking to Nick about where it's like um, you guys got to get notes back from like Edgar Wright yeah stuff like that and how you just like oh like you were still like you know do you you feel that like that's like with an old script like that you would ever go back to it now Uh, with all the knowledge you
2: have yeah i think if you look back at those first drafts you would go oh man it's what i was talking about earlier there's no story it was Mm. just kind of super modular bits you know that could be moved around and put in any order you know what i mean and so it was edgar saying Oh no, Shaun of the Dead though it's you know you work it out the emotional beats of it and like what about this guy's life and about the character and yeah. and 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 it was, we'll we'll make it funny just yeah. make it it's almost almost better to out you know either outline it or just write it straight because it's so much easier to subvert things and make it funny once you have a straight That's thing there that, that works yeah. like a yeah. straight like a almost like a drama base <laughs> you yeah. know yeah and then you just start breaking it up and messing around with it and yeah. see what happens it kind of. Um, it's fun to build something like that and then just start breaking it apart. Yeah,
5: I remember what Nick was saying about like the thing they were trying to like that Edgar was telling you guys is like and also like you know write it, but then also write it backwards. Yeah, where it's, like go back and you know put in callbacks and put in yeah, stuff that yeah all which starts, they do. Con- they do yeah, so well. They do so well. I mean, The, Show of the Dead and is just like a perfect movie. Yeah, and I yeah,
2: it's the same thing where you make it like these kind of like you know mouse traps of like different things. This hits yeah. this. Oh, that's a callback to that. Mm-hmm. You know. But, um, but at and, the core of it, you have to say, what does this guy want? Yeah. And yeah. how can we either keep that from him yes. or
0: force him to do that? And try what's the, the
2: conflict here? What's the. And do you care about what the person wants? And is it, you know, interesting? I mean, there's so much big questions. But if you go into it going, okay, we got to figure out what this guy wants and make him interesting, you'll go crazy. Then, then you're just being super, you know, like. A surgeon or something—it's too removed. But if you could put your own self into it, or you're just talking to your friends, you're like, "Oh my gosh, it's about this guy who do you know?" Or you're alone in your car thinking about something, and then you get inspired. That's what I mean. That's what um, you know. With those guys like Edgar and people like that—you always feel like it came from this and is uh, an inspiration for something. Yeah. You know that you get excited about, and you don't think you don't. uh you know, analyze it too much. You just go, Oh God, what if we were in a zombie cop, like apocalypse? Yeah. what, what if- would we do if we were in a zombie apocalypse? But that's yeah. what's like, so interesting. Know?
0: That's what's so, that's what's so <laughs>
2: kind of fucked up about the entertainment business is that,
0: then it's, then you get that excitement and then the rest of the business just tries to smush that down. Yeah. It's like, let's drag this out. Let's let the lawyers talk about this for a
2: year before you're even allowed to make this thing. Yeah.
0: Now let's give it notes now. And then you're all of a sudden the character in the thing where you're like, I just want that thing. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, that's why I was, I mean... For my wife's movie, you know, it's like she wrote it and essentially everyone in town, you know, all the big studios were like, we don't want to do this. And then she just kind of was like, well, we'll just figure out a way to make it, you know. And I've been working on a lot of movies like that where you just you got to keep it moving it's like you're trying to get someplace and the freeway is all jammed up so you're like just to keep moving I'm gonna, yeah. my, I, yeah. it takes me longer <laughs> but, yeah, just, but just, I, keep, I just down, I don't want to sit there I'm going to go all the way over yeah, here but yeah. I'm going to get there but as long as I keep moving instead of just you know slowly inching your way to your goal um, you know I've worked on three films now yeah that are just million dollar films you know and all of them have the kind of like that similar story as I made it and everyone said no. So I just was like, if I have to go find a you know a you know a good camera, I'll edit it on my laptop. I have you here. We'll pull in another friend. Yeah. You know, you're going to be wearing your own clothes. We'll be shooting it at my apartment, my friend's apartment. You know, we'll just figure out a way to do this. Um, that's the nice thing now is you don't you don't need to ask for permission to make your thing. And that's what I was impressed with. My wife Maggie and uh, Craig Johnson did this movie Skeleton Twins, and this guy Ned Benson into this movie The Disappearance of Eleanor Rigby. I was just impressed with that—the um, determination just to like, go, well, no, no, I'm just going to make it. I'm not going to wait and listen yeah. to all these people. I'm just going to make it, you know. And then, and then, you guys, it's out of my hands. But right. let me at least make it and make all my own mistakes and make something I like, or just go, I can stand by this instead of it going through this other. Kind of going through this machine, and then I'm like, well, I don't know what it is anymore. well,
0: yeah, exactly because you you run the risk of of trying to put it through the machine of well uh, it may never happen, but even if it does
2: happen, I might lose it anyway, yeah,
0: so I might as well just make the thing that just I make want. the
2: thing you want to make, and you know that's what Maggie said she's like, I don't need anybody to tell me what's wrong with my movie, I fully know what's wrong with my movie because I lived through it, and I learned through you know I learned. Why <laughs> by doing it and by editing it? Going, oh man, this thing does not work. I gotta, ugh, I gotta cut. Well, geez, that, that's a big blemish. But I love all this other stuff. I love this, but you feel better about it and own it, and you learn more instead of why do they make me do this? Yeah, and it so doesn't work. And now, it's not their name up on the poster, it's my name on the poster, mm. and my name saying directed <laughs> on it, and it looks like, this is my taste, and, and it's can't, not my taste. you can't ever go, but they gave me these notes. Yeah. they're like, sure, ha- sure, it was them. Yeah, yeah. You can't have a big, yeah, open the movie, like, hello, what you're about to see it's not my movie. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was my movie. Um, I'm going to do a PowerPoint presentation of all the emails I received
0: from yeah, the studio while yes. making this movie, so Here's everyone what happened. see that it's yeah. not...
2: <laughs> but then you hope what happens, I don't know if this happens anymore, but at least, you know... 10, 15 years ago, you know, when guys like Paul Thomas Anderson and Wes Anderson and people like that was, they did their own little movie. Um, and then it would come out and then people would say, you know, a studio or something, we love this. We want to pay you to do what you do. Cause we love this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know if that, how much that happens anymore. You know, Jody it's Hill kind of had it. It's happening yeah. on cable television now. Well, 100%. That's I mean, where it's happening. Like, independent movies
0: have turned into cable. Like, and, on yeah. Netflix. <laughs> and on Netflix. And uh-huh. on Netflix.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's not even, it used to be a thing now where people will go, ah, oh, yeah, the movie's opening on demand and in theaters on the same day or whatever, and it's a bummer. And I'm like, I think that's, I just watched Mud the other day.
5: The movie's great. Yeah, I have that queued up. That I was great. great, and it
2: was on like I didn't see it in the theater. I saw it on video on demand. I know yeah. but I don't know if that's bad or not, but I still saw it and I loved it. And I'm t- yeah. t- telling people like you should go see this. It's really great. Yeah,
5: I went. I I, I uh on I pay per view to uh, Drinking Buddies. Oh yeah, yeah, which is
2: uh, Swansburg. Yeah, new, new movie,
5: and you know it's just like. I I figured, like, watching it like that, it still gets the numbers instead of me having to drive down to, you know, Santa Monica to go see it in, like, a small art house.
2: I'm just saying there's more ways to see these things now. Yeah. It's just going to be different. Everyone's kind of used to, like, the model of seeing things, that do, the, things work in a certain way, and it's just yeah. different now. But did
0: I think someone said uh, that – and I apologize if this is wrong information – but what I heard was that Spielberg basically has this theory – that, yeah. that movie – that going to see a movie will be like going to see a theater. Yeah. That at some point it'll just – you'll pay $50 for a yeah. ticket and it'll be this fucking epic – like yeah. it has to and be at a certain level. Yeah, yeah and, they're
2: bringing, and they're bringing food, I think, is another – like the dining thing is going to be a bigger thing in, well, the, yeah, in more, the future. Uh, You're going to see yeah. more and more like – to your point, like come in, have food, take in a movie – because well,
5: draft houses are expanding. They're yeah. opening up one downtown. There's yeah. like there's more opening up around the country where you yeah. can get food and drinks and watch a movie. Just
2: making it like you're not just going to go and sit in a theater with uh, your you know coke and popcorn and watch a movie. Well, there has yeah. to be
5: one because it's very
0: difficult now, especially now, to get people to to get out of their fucking house. Yeah. So you have to give them one special element of like well, but I guess if we have this, it, like it has to be. And it, it used to the experience just used to be look what they did they made all those images move and they put yeah. it up on a thing and now it's like you have that that's not enough of an experience anymore yeah
2: no it's true and it's like you you know the cable television thing that's why you watch cable I missed TV the simpler times you guys and you people go, would uh, duck
4: out of the way of the train coming towards them
2: yep not anymore. I like the. I mean, it is true. People were saying it, but it's totally true that it's like a golden age of TV. Right oh now. yeah, absolutely. And when I was on SNL, I, ironically, I was so inundated with pop culture because we were writing stuff. When I would go home, I was like only watch Criterion DVDs
1: <laughs> and, and
2: I, you know, and really, you know, depressing documentaries about like Jonestown or something like that. I was like, oh, I don't want to <laughs> pay attention to any of this stuff. That's exactly. And then, and then when I was off the show, that's when I was like. Uh, is Game of Thrones good? Yeah. You know, <laughs> I should watch it. And I'm like, this is great. Why didn't I help write that thing we did? <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? It's I was like... doing
5: the same thing when I was at the soup. I was so inundated with all the just pop culture shit that, like, I would, like, I would, like, be, I just, I can't watch any more reality shows. I'm just yeah. going to take a break. My break would be watching, like, or even, I remember one time, we was just listening to the uh, the tape uh, um, at Jonestown. When he was like passing it, when they were passing it, oh out the yeah, yeah. I was yeah. just listening to what he was saying for like two hours.
2: It's so bonkers. Wow. Yeah, yeah.
5: Just because I would just I wa- just, on just your I own? wanted the
2: complete opposite side of the spectrum. Yeah, you want the most depressing. I mean, that's why I started doing Keith Morris and the Dateline stuff because I would watch those Dateline shows because it's super depressing and fucked up. And I was like, oh, we would never do anything like this. I need balance <laughs> in my brain for some yeah. reason. Too much joy at work. <laughs> 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 I need sadness. Yeah. Uh, you know, but. I uh no, but I, I'm now. It's like I've been going crazy watching like new ki- the the original Killing and yeah, that's just started Justified.
0: Justified's yeah, fun. it. Justified's yeah. really it's fun. Is Bates Motel good? I haven't seen Bates Motel.
4: It's no Ray Donovan, but it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing, nothing is. is Ray Donovan. Nothing, nothing is. is Ray Donovan.
5: R.I.P. Bridget.
0: So as we're as we're sort of <laughs> as we're sort of wrapping this up, did you just fucking hashtag? <laughs> <laughs> Was that a hashtag? Hashtag, no. God save Bunchy! Yeah, God damn it! I don't know what any of that
2: means. A bunch of like three cars in LA just went.
1: Yeah. God damn it!
2: One of them's Liam Shriver. Yeah. What the fuck did he say? Just
0: know that from now on, for the next three months, there's an implied Ray Donovan spoiler alert. Oh, way that to go. Now, was. I did you
5: find out that Bridget dies? Like, that's the it's a sister that died 15 years ago, Chris. It's time to get over it.
0: Uh, I can't get over it. It's a thing that. Uh, listen that show should follow my viewing habits <laughs> and the rest of society should protect me for being busy um what are you gonna
2: now that you're in los angeles is there what do you uh what do you want to do or what are you working on or what's i'm writing stuff and then um, working at south park for the next couple for this season which is just the next three months or so and then i'll just see you know i i kind of am um just writing right now it's, it's still like in that place of just figuring all this shit out.
5: Animals from the Future um, reunion?
2: No, I don't think... No, because Matt Offerman moved to Illinois. What? Yeah. When? Jeez, uh, like a year ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Shit. So, that's not gonna happen. I, I
0: would like to thank you and, and also apologize at the same time Was that you were supposed to be on Talking Bad the other night and then Aaron Paul's schedule moved. Um, it's okay to
2: get bumped Fair Aaron Paul.
0: Well, it was actually... I, 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 I actually... When I when I found out that... Because it, it happened late in the week and I said, you, you should see if bill can move to later because it was more to protect you yeah because you know especially what can happen on a show like that is that if if there's someone who's not on the show and then a couple of people who are on the show then all the fans are like who's that other guy why is he going? i want to hear what jesse has to say and and i just didn't want to put you in that situation <laughs> no, not at all i and totally so got it i just i was like see if you know see if there's any way that he can move later in the schedule so it's not it's not right there, and and
2: you very graciously did. So I, that I'm, I'm very glad. Oh no problem. I'm, I'm excited to do that show. I'm very, I'm excited and nervous to do that show. Oh, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. That
0: last episode was so good.
5: Yeah,
0: I just can't. I haven't seen ahead. I can't even.
2: You know, like. It just—they've already started at such a crazy place. I'm like, how? I know that's why I love that show. There's no because watching these other TV shows, kind of catching on TV shows, and then watching Break It Bad, it is uh, really interesting because you see how different and how kind of crazy um, the narrative propulsion of that show, (laughs) how linear it is, how there's no no fat on it. There's never a scene, there's never like multiple sub-flight plots going where you're like, oh, now we're following this guy and this person. Everything's kind of headed the same direction, but I feel like it's been that way since the beginning. It's It's one of the only shows where I watch it and every... Show, I'm constantly reminded, like, oh, this is because he made that decision in the first episode, right? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because he made this, this is another. It's just this long domino effect. I, you know? I, I sometimes I think about it as sort of the
0: dramatic, that the philosophical dramatic counterpart to Arrested Development, where it's like. Something that you really didn't even think twice about way before is
2: like, oh, now this is the thing. And yeah. this th- this has consequences that are going to pay yeah. off. Like leaves of grass or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes! You go, leaves of grass, and well, that's a funny, weird thing. And then yeah. it's like, oh, oh my no. gosh. Well, also, it's it's what I think is kind of
0: amazing about it is that a lot of series, when they're ending, is you get the sense that it's just like the last five or six episodes are like, Kind of filler, and then the last episode is where they're like, "Now here's all the shit that's gonna go down." Yeah. But yeah.
2: this one is just like,
0: "Oh no, there's a whole." You just
2: it's building to this thing that you really want them. I'm I just want them to stick the landing. You know, you want them to like yeah. it's so good that you just don't want it to be because there's that one moment, a couple of seasons, where the thing with Jesse and the the girl. You know, like are the kid getting poisoned? Rock all that stuff that was like I was like this is getting a little dicey yeah but it's like a little like wait a minute how would he you know what I mean yeah. it was the first time I ever felt that way in the show but then it kind of rebounded in that in the next episode yeah. right yeah. And so any, it, it's so funny that any, any other show, I would forgive things, but Breaking Bad, it's like the bar has been set so high that yeah. right? you're just, you're almost like, oh, don't, you know.
0: Yeah. Vince was very, like, he seems very much like we're really happy with the way that it ended and we think everyone's going to be satisfied and
2: we're satisfied. I think that's why it's good. It seems like people writing shit for themselves. Yeah. yeah. It really does. Yeah. They're like, we want to see this. And so I'm I'm probably going to be on board no matter what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we'll see you in a couple of weeks on, yeah. on
0: the show. And um,
2: is there anything you want to plug or promote or anything? I'm in cloudy with a chance of meatballs, too. Hey. Sweet. And that comes out uh, late September. More meatballs. More meatballs. They become sentient. <gasps> oh, no. Yes. Ooh. Like it's- Meatwad? yes <laughs> No. <Nah. laughs> I just play
0: this I play this one clip from Aqua Teen Hunger Force over and over again where he just goes you ain't gonna give me
2: that sippy cup
0: and then he spills it and it just for, for it fucking unhinges me every
2: single time I watched. Uh, I was on that show twice, and I never saw my episode. Oh, you didn't? No, I never got a chance to see them. Oh. I missed them. I should go find them.
1: <laughs> to the internet! <laughs>
0: yes. Uh, it's good to see you, man. Yeah, Thanks nice. for coming Thank and, and hanging no, out.
2: Anytime, man. This was awesome. Cool.
0: Thank you. All right. Enjoy your burrito, everyone. All Actually, right. we're literally about to enjoy our burritos. Kyle brought us uh, food. Okay.
1: Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. <laughs>